0: Uh, June nineteenth, two thousand and seven. It's the Watt from Pedro show. for pedro show uh i'm doing this one here from london england it's june 19 2007 and we started there with mr pc by john coltrane written of course for mr paul chambers incredible bass player and then we heard um own by uh, los Hurricanes. and uh, well we're doing the show here from um Jose's pad here at uh, Islington Park, uh, London.
1: Yes, Islington.
0: Yeah, here, here you go. Don't be afraid. And and, and you picked that song there. Tell us, tell, tell us something about that.
1: Yeah, this song is um, from a band uh, from Valencia City, which is on Spain, on the on the coast, Mediterranean coast. And this song was recorded in 1965. And those were the days when. Uh, Franco was still running Spain, which was under dictatorship. So having a band under that kind of uh, fascist regime wasn't particularly easy, I, I suppose, because I wasn't even born. <laughs> 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 but I, I guess it probably was tough even to get the equipment, and also there there was censorship on on you know the stone, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. All those music was kind of censored. So the influence these guys have is is pretty remarkable. Um this this song um is from the first EP, from the very first day release and hope you like it. It's sort of like um, it's not garage but you know beat a bit garage. And what's the name mean? It means yet, still aun. That's what I thought. Yeah. The lyrics are like he's trying to get to a party and then he can never make it and he keeps on running, running and trying to see if there's any girls left in the party. Okay. But he never arrives to the party I think. Yeah. How'd you come across it? Friends. Uh, this music is... From them days? Um, in in Valencia especially there are many DJs well not many but there are a few DJs that play this music um, all the time and it's Spanish music from the 60s, from between 64, 65 up to 67, 68. Uh, are any of those musicians still around? They are, yeah. Los Huracanes, actually, I'm not sure if they did a reunion, but they're, they're still alive, yeah. And so it must be weird if they walk into a club and then they hear the song that was <laughs> in 65, and it's all young, early 20s people dancing to. to to their own music. Well, I
0: think young people are open-minded to all kinds. wasn't that way when I was younger. They would have never listened to older stuff. So I think that's pretty righteous. You're going to play something else, right? You got another tune here?
1: Yes. The next one um, is by a girl from Barcelona. And Los Huracanes sort of made history and and they are in in the history books of rock, in Spanish one. But this girl it's called Sonia. She just made a, a few EP's and then sort of like, his me- her memory was washed away, so not many people know about this track. And the way we came across it, it was because somebody from France did a compilation, I think it's called Ultra Chicks, Volume whatever, number one or something. And it's all French 60's uh, solo singers or sometimes band. And there's one Spanish song, which is by this girl And it's a cover of the Rolling Stones, Get Off My Cloud. (laughs) But those days in Spain, what they were doing is they did covers, but they changed the lyrics because if they translate the lyrics, it would be too outrageous and then Franco's police, you know, might even arrest them. (laughs) So what they did is sort of like mellow the lyrics or totally change it and then that way they could be released under Franco's censorship. So this one, I think the lyrics probably doesn't relate to the original. But um, it sounds pretty cool. Okay, here you go.
2: Infernal que por mi casa suena Y contesto que aquí en las nubes pasa
0: from Pedro show that was uh, Isda by uh, Kobayashi from Slovenia and we had the Meat Puppets from Arizona, USA doing uh, Stooges 1970 and by the way that's why I'm here is to do some Stooges gigs um, I'm playing this Meltdown Festival do you know about this? You know about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of like all tomorrow's party with one person curates and picks all the bands, and I guess we were picked by this uh, singer from. Uh, Jarvis
3: Cocker.
1: Yeah. Jarvis Cocker. Jarvis Cocker from Pulp. Yeah, is a you know a British band is pretty famous around here. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I thank you very much for <laughs> <out> this <support.
0: laughs> No, no disrespect. I,
1: I don't know shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, just. <laughs> But you know, yeah. I, I'm glad you. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you know, know, the what? guy, the guy has good taste because he chose the studio, yeah. right? So. How's the
0: band? What's the band like?
1: Uh, it's sort of British pop. Maybe
0: I played it. I don't
1: know. It's. I, the, know. I mean, he has some tracks that are alright, but you know, some others. You Personal like taste. I mean, I like not much. It's not. It's not my sort of theme, but you know. It's
0: well, that's where we're playing to, uh, tomorrow at the.
1: It's uh, the Royal Festival Hall. Yeah,
0: across the river on yeah. the south side
1: by the Ferris wheel I was told um uh, I yeah the London Eye yeah. yeah you should play on the London Eye you know one of the capsules
0: <laughs> in one of the capsules yeah
1: each member like Ace any caps- one capsule and then you're in the other one and Scott the Scotty and <laughs> okay <laughs> other okay just twirl around yeah yeah keeps them spinning
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day we do the talk show with this guy uh Jonathan Ross John Ross jo- Jonathan Ross and uh he's
1: like a talk show it's like sort of like uh, television you have Letterman right oh Dave Letterman okay. yes it's that the Dave Letterman the so is English it on man. late um it's usually but that's
0: how the sirens sound over here people
1: <laughs>
0: the <laughs> they on I the mean, way it's a trip for me yeah. we don't our
1: they're <laughs> on the <laughs> way to arrest Jarvis yeah, our Coca ours sound like
0: that <laughs> it's probably an ambulance
1: yeah the, the, this show is on Friday night in, okay. in the national TV because
0: that uh Letterman and stuff. That's too late. I don't watch it. stuff. So. and it's boring anyway. There's, it's
1: people usually trying to pimp uh, their books and shit, movies. This one nice, okay. The guy uh, invites, invites. Uh, sorry, some people. He told me he liked him. He said he was smart. And stuff. He's very smart, very smart, very very sharp guy.
0: And then uh, we play uh, Saturday in Glastonbury, which is in the southwest of England, yeah. and it's a big festival. And uh, yeah, the Go team gets to play too. Yeah. And uh, we have a go team uh, person player <laughs> here, K-R-E. uh The the gig is um, Saturday, and then I go to Poland. So uh, I think I come back though to England in a month or something. But for now, um, that's what I'm in, uh, What's up? That's why I'm in town. And it was real sunny, and then it rained, and now it stopped raining. But uh, you
1: think you will play in, in any chance that Stooges might play in China I mean like recently Sonic Youth I would Youth, like to Sonic Youth play in China Sisters in
0: the Pit played
1: in China and go team they they go into in China oh really yeah end of June oh righteous I want to play there can Some you imagine you Pop on, on China I mean in Beijing it will be like
0: oh yeah could cause a he mayhem light that up pretty big time yeah he called me the other day. I was driving up to Perks. It was going to record with Perkins. And uh I said, yeah, Mike, I was." uh You know, the phone was there, so I just dialed it. <laughs> How you doing? I said, I'm okay. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you. And uh, he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go record. And he said, uh, oh, what, you know, some... Uh, whatever and I said no no we're going to try that idea because he asked me to uh, do this thing where I just play bass with my favorite things that I mean it was a lame ass song from uh, Sound of Music or something and then Coltrane turned it around so he wanted me to like play the melody and then overdub bass and then have Perkins play drums on it so yeah. I told him yeah we're going to try that on he said yeah because sometimes maybe he thinks he just talks and I don't listen but I listen and I think it was a good idea you know it's scary but uh, Perk's always up for anything like that and uh, but uh, the Meat Puppets yeah I got to see them play The Chris is out of jail and healthy and he's playing with his brother again and uh, that was them doing a 1970 Stooges song um, it's a session from their first album now uh, I saw them 81 maybe at the LA Press Club and I told Greg Ginn about seeing this great band I remember what I really remember about the gig was them doing this great cover of 96 Tears so uh, Greg went and saw him and he had him open for Black Flag and put out the album uh, Meat Puppet first album and now they don't got Bostrom with them anymore he don't want to play anymore but they got a cat named Ted and he does pretty good Bostrom I think he lives in New York City uh, before that, we had uh, Frank Black with uh, Your Mouth Into, into Mine. Mind. Yeah, we usually write that as one word. Yeah, I'm, just, sorry. <laughs> Jose here is from Spain, so but he does very good English. <laughs> no, I scary, don't. too, and better than both. <laughs> they both do better than my English, and I have no excuse. And then we started off with the song that Jose picked, Called uh Aki and me Nuba by Sonia. Yeah, yeah, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, it's this girl um, from Barcelona um that play this, this this cover of the Rolling Stones and Oh yeah, you talked about it. Yeah. It was from some French cop. I actually want to um thank my friend uh Roman and Ramon which uh they're from Valencia and they they dig into this music a lot so they introduced me to to Los Huracanes and to Sonia and to some other bands, um, which not many people knows about them from Spain and, of course, outside Spain, I, I doubt that anybody will will know about them. So it's it's pretty good that young people is digging out the 60s from from Spain, which is our root in, from you know, rock and roll. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, but you know, the guitar, which is big part of rock and roll, comes from Spain
1: the Spanish guitar you mean uh, the guitar, guitar so. varied
0: I mean there was an Italian thing Chitara kind of came from the harp and the lute right. but closer I think to rock and roll guitar
1: is what came out of Spain it's a shame that that we lost the civil war <laughs> because if if we had won things would have been very different it would have been democracy since you know since the 30s and then probably the, the music would have have much more freedom to, to happen and, and we, we have more bands and but there you go, still people managed to get together and, oh, yeah. and make some tracks and you
0: know Sonic Youth was in Spain and played with a, a big uh, flamenco player there, there there's Enrique a, Morientes yeah, yeah because I had uh, Steve Shelley on the show when I was in Austin and he was telling me about them Th- this guy searched him out he knew all about Sonics and w- want to do a gig with them, and I think they're going to record. And in fact, uh, Steve's got some project with him, and he wants me involved somehow. So,
1: yeah, I think uh, you should. Boone knew how to play flamenco.
0: Uh, there was a hippie guy who lived in his car named Roy Mendez Lopez, and he showed us a lot of uh, things. And he knew he was steeped heavy in uh, flamenco tradition. He built his own guitars, and Boone even had a flamenco uh, guitar with the pegs. And uh, you know, I asked. I did a gig in uh Wesca,
1: Wesca Aragon? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Aragon.
0: Okay. That was a great gig. I got to play on the same bill as pop group singer. Which you I got was- to meet this guy, uh, Mark Stewart. He was incredible. He's t- an Englishman, very tall. Because we only knew him by the records, you know, in the old days. And I got to meet him. And he's in- a <laughs> trip, man. <laughs> yeah he cuts like about 10,000 jokes a minute and laughs at them all he's got this laugh like ho 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 <laughs> it's like I did not expect it because the pop group voice you know oh, and then this why oh. it was I was a trip and he's really big and he's a really sweet man a very nice man and he was playing with the he has a band now called Mafia an incredible bass player from Connecticut called Doug Wimish I don't know if you know him, but I got to see him in Hungary. He was playing with Living Color.
1: When or when when did you play in, in Wiska? It was
0: about a year ago, a year and a half ago.
1: Was he in a festival? Or was Yeah. He yeah. And you, you played? In, in fact, there was
0: two stages, and on the other stage was the pop group drummer, Bruce Smith, the, the only U.S. guy in that band, and... Mark and Bruce hadn't spoken in 25 years. (laughs) So I was watching this, and then they talk, you know, and stuff like that. And I go, and I walk back with Mark, and I go, wow, man, 25 years. And he goes, yeah, I hope it's another 25. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like, ha ha ha. There was an England puppet show called The Thunderbirds. you aware of this? No. Nah. Yeah, like rockets and stuff. Well he had eyebrow I think he dyes his eyebrow or well, maybe not, but they're big man and they reminded me of that. His eyebrows were he's an amazing cat. That was a, a treat. Some of these people I get to meet after knowing them only on records. Wow. it's because they had That's big amazing. and uh, profound impact. Pop group had big bass and they put beefheart music with uh Parliament Funkadelic, which taught us I know this sounds naive now, but it taught us that you can do whatever you want with music. You don't have to stay in... Because in the 70s thinking, you had to be in certain genre or something. They didn't call it genre in those days. Style. Because genre was more recent for marketing. But I guess it was for marketing then too. But it was shaping our mentalities. Like, how could you put heart with P-Funk? Well, because you want them. Yeah. And that's what the pop group showed us. Now, pop group... I discovered there was an import record store. Huh? They would uh, bring in the, like, the hippie Spacey albums that the big chains wouldn't carry, like uh, Noy and Faust. And so when Punk came, they had the first ins on bringing records from England. So cause we didn't know any of these bands, so we would pick them just by the album. Well, a lot of them were singles, and they're only $2. And, so you didn't, wasn't Big Gamble, and we would just pick them by the album cover or the name of the band. You know, we didn't know anything about these guys. Surprise and, uh, record. Yeah, and uh, the pop group, I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's something like someone in England would say, you know, that, oh, this is the pop group. And then we put it on, I remember putting it on, like you were telling me earlier about your days with Elle and stuff. Well, we would wait for weekend, you know, work all week. And then we can come in and eat L and then not listen to the records till we ate the L. <laughs> and it would be like a total trip, you know, like wow, look at this, because you didn't know what to expect, you know. These bands didn't play the punk bands we saw were U.S. ones, the ones in Hollywood or some New York ones would tour through, but we didn't know hardly. And the only England ones that came were like more rock and roll kind. Well, maybe not at first, but by the time. They were coming around they were more like uh, jam and clash and mm-hmm. there 's more regular rock and roll mm. stranglers not as uh, not like the stuff that excited us mm. the, yeah, the, yeah. the records you know I guess they want to be uh, more popular a bigger fan mm. maybe not be as rough or but we liked the rough because we were from stadium music rock and we yeah, didn 't want stadium. that anymore we're tired of it, so th- this punk was to us real personal. And so these records, you know, it was crazy. Uh, In a way, we had our own Franco regime in our own heads, and we had no excuse of government. It was just us being stupid. (laughs) baka, Tonto. Yeah, Yeah, we had no idea. We just didn't know. There had been a whole 60s, I've talked about this on the show before, but there was a whole 60s uh, garage band movement and by 70s, we didn't know it. You know, we, we didn't know it at all. It's, these bands were making their own little records. I found out about it later because the people you had met in, in the punk scene a lot of them were huge record collectors, and they knew all about this stuff. Mm. It was, it's very interesting.
1: I heard that uh, the Sonics were making their own pedals. Is that is that right? That they made like their own fuzz, which still at the time didn't was not made the, the fuzz pedal distortion
0: yeah we didn't even know about fuzz pedals we and didn't I, know
1: how they got those sounds on records i read somewhere um, i'm not sure if i'm right but i might be wrong maybe they
0: did because there wasn't a big uh, music in, uh, instrument music industry yet i mean there was fender and gibson but not like it is now with all the little pedals and amplifiers and many different kinds of guitars What you uh, a Yamaha they had no Yamaha maybe they did over there but we didn't know them you know just all these kinds of things a big explosion you know and uh, everything much cheaper more people can make music easier uh, it's just better days nowadays when I hear people talk about the good old days I have to laugh you know although there's always been good music and that's great about discovering uh, this this older stuff some of it sometimes sounds so contemporary. It doesn't sound old. Yeah. Well, know, the, the, the sonics. sonics. It shows you that people were way ahead. Yeah, right. The, the first sonics. record
1: of the Sonics, which was recorded in two tracks, and still sounds so amazing. I mean, how those guys managed to, in just two tracks, made that legendary album.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. that's, that's...
0: Well, even before that, Nat King Cole, you know, when there's a solo, the guy has to move closer to the mic <laughs> with the trumpet, you know. Well, uh, they still went ahead of They couldn't even mix anyway, this stuff, you know. It's incredible. Well, you know, you, whatever the means are, the burden should really, I think, be on, being, on creativity and not really technology. Whatever's there, you make the most of it. That's what, I, that's what punk and uh, me learning through music has come. If you put too much weight on the other stuff, you, uh, you will cheat the creative side, I think. Although there's amazing things being done with technology and stuff, I meet people. And there's people making fuzz boxes. I I met these people uh, who play bass and drum for Cornelius, and the guy is going to make me uh, a fuzz thing. Because I I, I said, wow, that's a great fuzz. They sent me their music. And the bass had this great fuzz sound. He says, I made the box. Wow. Yeah. And he's going to make me uh, cables for the amp to the Speakers of his own design with beeswax and... Crazy, when I... Uh, next month go to Tokyo, he's going to show me all this stuff. Am- amazing. I am like a child, huh? His name's Shimmy. Mr. Shimmy.
1: I saw Cornelius the other day. They amazing. Play, they play in London in, in, in Coco, and they had this uh, video show. They had massive screen behind them, and the video was synchronized to what the guy was doing, so the singer was singing, and then you could see the lyrics on the back all mixed with all latest technology video video art so it was like a video installation show it did was you
0: see the bass that's him
1: excellent he's really, really a guitar good.
0: player but he plays bass for this this band yeah I like that band too they invited me to see I I didn't know anything about him you know like a lot of musics I knew nothing you know I got this music and then I then I found out they played with this other guy, and I met him, the Cornelius man. He's very nice. He knew all about my stuff, of course. I was very embarrassed. You know, you want to be reciprocal. If they know you, you would like to know about them. And I was ignorant. I just, I think sometimes I get too in my little world. So that's what's great about me getting music from different people, and that's what I mainly play on the show here. I try to. I remember the first couple years, I played my old records, but I stopped kind of buying records in 82, 81, so I ran out of records. The good thing about playing the old records was I had stories to go with them all, but man, they were all beat up, and they sounded pretty bad, but I had spiels to go with it, so that was kind of good, because music is like that for me, it uh, identifies personal. I, I do try to look at it as music, too, but I'm not such a musician, I'm still learning how to be i'm trying to appreciate stuff and uh yeah this idea where you're making your own thing it kind of reminds me of the uh, roy mendez lopez the guy who lived in his car and made his own guitars i mean he made these things the sound was so big out of them because he made the things paper thin they would sometimes just explode from the tuning wow. yeah because to him everything should be sacrificed for the sound so they looked very raw and everything but uh they sounded incredible. He would put drone strings. So his guitars had like 10 strings. Amazing stuff. Amazing. Taught himself Vivaldi and Bach and he'd get the sheet music. and Yeah, he had a big influence on Andy Boe. Yeah. You know? And he had true hippie ethics. Not the commercial fad stuff, but the things where you... I think maybe some of punk got this too, learn from them, where you uh, really get involved yourself and you make it your own and personal and try to be natural and not superficial and so I think this put put on us somehow although we were boys and a lot of it we couldn't uh, understand a lot of this I understand now more thinking about it later I remember, oh, Roy, uh, just teach us Born on the Bayou, you know, teach us how to copy records. I remember that was the big deal. If you can believe it, that was the big deal. Not teach us how to write a song, teach us how to find our own sound, but teach us how to copy a record, you know, which is so fucking stupid, you know. And when I look back on it, I mean, maybe we learned some things because those musicians had some skills. You were asking me about skills. So maybe we typed mm. some of those girls. You know, copying them. To me, it reminds me of like building models, model race car. You know, oh look, it looks like the real thing, but it doesn't go. It's plastic. You know, it's just stupid. So, so then we're gonna play some more music now. Going will go on. Then from Pedro showed up was Running Snail by DJ Olive and we had Top Knot by Corner Shop before that that's a band uh, I played with uh, 10 years ago when I was helping Portal for Pyros to Gender. I, I'm glad to see he's still going he just got a h- hold of me in contact and then we started off with something you picked Jose
1: yeah it's a it's a song called El Humo Te Hace Mal by Los Peyotes which is a band from Argentina they make Garage Revival but this song is is quite nice and this band is still um, is active and is touring, so maybe you you might see them if they come to your town. A hold those guys. It must be older gentlemen then, right? Sorry. It must be older, viejo. Viejo, yeah, yeah. Um, this band uh, Los Peyotes is coming to to play in a festival in Valencia. in Valencia. It's called um, F- Fantastic. I mean, fantastic, but we we're it fun. So we. Where's the,
0: the one the Stooges
1: doing? Ah, yeah, you're coming to to play to Benicasen Festival. It's it's a big festival. It's one of the biggest... We'll talk about it
0: more. We're at the end of the first hour. June 19, 2007. Hold tight for hour two. Uh, June 19, 2007. Sometimes I fuck up and say (laughs) the wrong year even. Okay. (laughs) Give me a break. Uh, It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show and uh, we're having a discussion about rock and roll here. Jose, you want to talk yeah. about Boogie
1: Woogie? Yeah, I was... I wanted to, <coughs> sorry. I wanted to say that um, there's this movie about the Marx Brothers. Um, I think the one is in a hotel. And they did a lot of musical uh, pieces in, within the, the movie. And in one of them, you hear like almost like rock and roll. And I was thinking, hold on, that's 1941. And then it's Boogie Woogie. But it, it looks like so advanced even though you know ahead of this time
0: yeah well there's an old saying that says the only thing new is you finding out about it <laughs> a lot of stuff gets rediscovered that's been happening you know big mama Thornton with the hound dog and much before Elvis but people know the Elvis one so sometimes it's uh, the way it's delivered mm. if it's marketed
1: yeah, well, you got to
0: remember, uh, Pat Boone sold more Tutti Fruities than Little Richard. Yeah, of what's course. that about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a worse version. I played a club mm-hmm. in Amarillo. I played, and it wasn't even a club; it's an indoor swimming pool, nautica, where Little Richard was arrested for taking a shirt off at a gig. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days, huh? In the U.S., can you believe that?
1: So. I heard that Jerry Lee Lewis. He,
0: Sometimes uh, the, I think U.S. people uh, appreciate uh, musics from their land more when uh, foreign people teach them about it back, or maybe for the first time because it just got buried. So much respect to the world, you know. For music is universal. I think it crosses all things, times, bar- uh, borders, barriers. All That stuff,
1: but blues and country is something very native from yeah, blues. Yeah, if
0: you go to Africa and listen to black music, it's different than blues because of the what happened was music mixed together, you know. A Europe music came with uh black music, you know. I want to learn and from uh KR gave me a okay now. I mean, I listen to it. Constantly, but it's slow because my t- I don't have any tradition in it and don't have any base. But this idea of me taking something from not my land, my culture, maybe I can bring a new. So, thank you. I got them. You know, and so this is what happened with blues music. Now, the circumstances were pretty intense. Slavery and stuff like that. Mm, but the music was uh, to, uh, there's a great Nick Tosh's book called The, twisted roots of country music and he talks about how mingled those are there's experiences of different peoples so this is what we get
1: he started with with blues right he, he got the yeah blues. right he was a
0: drummer he w- played in a band called the iguanas his name and he told me he had a pretty good shuffle he learned from uh, some cats he, they would go to Chicago and check out blues acts go across Michigan and yeah, the Stooges being around them, you understand, you know, I'm 10 years younger than Iggy. So their experiences are much different than mine. They are very heavy with 60s. One time Iggy told me a lot about Stooges is five years before we started this band and five years after. So it's a period where I was just a boy, you know, I don't, I'm do not really aware. I only knew of some stadium rock stuff, you know, arena rock. And so I learn a lot by being around them. They have incredible music knowledge. So when you hear Stooges, you're actually hearing a lot of different bands. I think that's one reason why their music isn't sounding all dated like maybe a grand funk record from the same period is. Because they they were listening to lots of different things. Um, Great stuff. Here, let's listen to music.
4: Do you like eggs? It's time. Do you like eggs, Mr. Cameraman? Yeah!
3: Do you like eggs?
5: They all float down here,
4: Eggy. They all float. This is the last song, this is the exile, this is it guys,
5: thanks for coming down, Chester B. Arthur right there, uh, Pauline Powers, Blaze Lanzetta, Doobie Wasser, Rubar.
4: day. Yes, I'm at
0: from Pedro show that was uh, a stoic rock by Pro and before that we had systematic shutdown by Jesus Chrysler and we started off with egg salad by clown vomit Uh, you you were saying
1: Jose yeah what were we talking about sorry Uh, influences yeah well I mean you you tell us more than I mean the minute men
0: Yeah, yeah. Minutemen was a combination of a lot of experiences. Uh, But D. Boone had a, you know, from Roy, he had a big uh, impact of flamenco music. And um, he wrote, during those times, those 80s times, there was heavy uh, stuff with uh, Central America. So he wrote a lot of subject matter. Uh, Like uh, songs like The Big Stick he was uh, a very influenced by that, but we, we wrote a lot of songs about home too. I think it's complicated uh, thing. Um, I would like to play Mexico more. I've only played there three times, and I haven't played any of the rest of Central America. Only Mexico.
1: What yeah. about what about Argentina? You say? Well, that
0: ain't Central America. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> south, south. it's in the south, south right? Yeah. And uh, uh, you got a song, right? from Argentina?
1: Yeah, we played before. Um, it was um, Los Pidiotas band we were talking about Right right uh, This band is still like: right. a-
0: So I've played Argentina and uh, Brazil, but only the big towns. My real dream is to do a authentic American tour, which means play north, south and Central America, and not just flying to the big towns, but in my boat, in my van, drive. Down to town wow and hopefully one day I get to do that It's a big you dream do that, yeah. big swing one day uh, I attempt it right now some troubles in some land so <laughs> I have to wait and cool out a little bit but uh, Mexico has got thriving rock scene and uh, there's a version of it in the uh, US called en Español kind of and they sing Spanish and But uh, I'm uh, interested in the Indian influences. Because, you know, before Spain came, no stringed instruments. All their music was uh, pipes and drums. Yeah, flutes and drums. And uh, you'll see people, street musicians, do this stuff. Like if you go to Amsterdam, in the lightest plane, you know, they'll have indigenous, uh, what they call it music's and they're playing this and I, I I'm wondering about when this uh nowadays you'll hear some of it in what they call new age music. They bring in the pipes and stuff like this. But oh you know. Yeah, because you play flute on the thing. It, it flute's in their land too. Big time. Yeah, when did you learn that? In the
3: school.
0: When but a while ago. Yeah, when I was like start from six. Young. Wow. Yeah 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 yeah. it's interesting the sounds that go with that because uh, our music you know when I think of flute with rock I think of uh, Jethro Tull you know <laughs> or something which is you know I don't know it is what it is but the, 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 yours is an earthy sound and I think Latin America they could bring this in too it's trippy music but then Spain also has 500 years of being there so the guitar has been a long time there and so uh, they've got their own way of playing it too. It's uh, interesting. You get
1: you get a uh, Mexico bands playing the USA. often? Yeah. yeah,
0: we get some. They they have their own rap too. Uh, uh, In Spanish. Of yeah, course. yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, a lot of music now is not about <coughs> copying as much. It's about developing their own trip. Of course, things are influenced, but it's no mo- longer just Xerox machine. You know. Even with MTV and all that, <laughs> still people want to ma- make their own musics. Uh, I'm curious uh, here in London. What, what what are the bands you like now?
1: Because I,
0: I I don't know what's going on.
1: Well, I mean, is, there's thousands of bands here. Like
0: yeah, but ones you like.
1: Um, I like one that's called Um Command-A-T, which is it's a it's a duo. And it's a Japanese girl and British guy, and they made sort of like wild. Like, Koma- the- like 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 now they Kamanchi as well. They got the, the name from from you know the athletic that score a ten. You know, in, in the I think it was the Olympics. This this girl that did you know when they the thing that they dance and they threw this how you call it this circle acrobatics is like oh okay. You it's know,
0: named the, after a person
1: yeah yeah N- Nadia Comaneci and she oh Nadia Comaneci she's a gymnast from Romania yeah that girl from a while ago yeah a while ago and, and she scored like 10 like maximum yeah scoring well, the, the band is named after her okay and they made like a sort of punk while a lot of fast and a lot of distortion they, have they been around they've been around probably about 3-4 years I would say who's new Who's that new? you like mm. I saw Well, oh, It's not from here actually I saw um, this band from Oslo which called Now with Code Members And Kaori, Kaori brought me to this squad It's like a house And it's this um, the people lives there And they also use it as an art space So the living room it's in a, because it's a warehouse, there's plenty of room, and also they have their own studio, but the bands play on the living room, and you can you can see the the, the dishes, and you can see that they use it for the living room, because it's big enough, the show, you know, we're actually watching the show, and then the people was coming up from the window, because they couldn't get through the door. <laughs> Do you have <laughs> any of their music? Sorry? Do you have any of their music? I'm not sure, Kaori might have, I think they, they have probably my space or something, um, it's called now we've got we've got members and it's 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 weird because they're, they're from Oslo uh, North Europe and they're playing folk Norwegians yeah folk but it sounds like Arabian a bit like Turkish or something like that and they have this instrument I don't know what you call it but it's like this this guitar with a bit like a triangular shape a bit and but it's it's electric it was plugged to, into the mains and the soloing skill was amazing and you had the drama was hitting really hard and, and there was like many members about six or seven people it's not I think that's why they call now we has got members <laughs> this is a lot of members <laughs> yeah and they were incredible absolutely I gotta m-
0: check them out then
1: mind blowing and especially you see this guy from Mosle, like all blonde and stuff and they're playing this sort of Arabic influenced music <laughs>
0: it's, yeah yeah
1: it's a bizarre thing but, but see
0: but that's power music that's my point you know um Sometimes it's to transcend the reality. I know people say keep it real, but I think that's more about the passion and the emotion. Because, mm, I don't know. Every listener's in charge. That's what I think. Born on the Bayou is a pretty good song. And John Fogarty was, not, was a very Northwest Bayou.
1: <laughs> like Berkeley is Also real. i tell you which band I like. It's not a new band, but I, I like them a lot. It's Diahoof.
0: Oh, yeah. I got to see
1: them about three months ago incredible band they live in San Francisco yeah and they came recently because they got a new record out called Friend Opportunity which I would suggest anyone to to listen to because it's really good and they did a London show which was amazing it's Satomi which is the singer and the bassist and Greg the drummer yeah and the three of them it was like organized John. chaos John the guitarist yeah, yeah. and all of them, I mean, Greg and John, they had an amazing technique. It's, you can tell that they're really talented musicians, but Satomi, which is the vocal and sort of the leading thing of the song, she gives the melody with her sort of mellow, <laughs> mellow, sweet voice. And then you have this noise going on in the background, and then especially the, the tempo, you know, the, it looks like everything's going to fall apart any second, and then they're going to, like, suddenly miss the, 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 the tempo or something, but they came back just in, in time before the the whole thing is gonna collapse and and it's like this tension they create yeah yeah online, which is uh, you know it's drum it's
0: amazing too Greg only plays um like a snare and kick drum yeah that's that's correct a cymbal yeah. and a hi-hat it's
1: it and, and still all he manages sound is so all.
0: he is amazing he is amazing
1: and also another band I, I liked it was uh, recent I saw the Melvins that they, they go together yeah. with Big Business, and and again, if somebody has any chance to see the, the show, you should go and, and watch it because it's amazing. It's the two drummers totally going synchronized, but playing different things. It's like they share a drum in, in a way. It's like it's not like just two parallel drums. It's more like a unified drum kit, like a big one. So he will be playing some things, and and the drummer from Big Business will be playing other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was pretty incredible show.
0: yeah yeah I think this big business is torn by themselves right now they moved down to join the Melvins I think they were from Seattle or something came down to our parts um, well let's play some music For Pedro Show. Um, let's see, uh, we started that out with uh, Parallel Worlds. Worlds, just plural there, Jose. By Steve Mensch. You forgot the N in his name. <laughs> M-E-N-S-H. I can't read that later, brother. Okay, and then we had. Uh, the Liars with plaster casts of everything. That's not The Liars with a Y. That's the newer Liars. Great band. I've gotten to play with them a couple times. And then we had uh, a Finnish band called This Is Serious. Sirius the dog star. Not uh, the they were. adjective. Yeah. Right. Are
1: you serious about that?
0: Right. But maybe they are the dog star. I think that's where Pharaoh <laughs> was supposed to go after he died with uh, burritos coquenos Cocainos. Uh, oh yeah cocainos. <laughs> sorry bad pronunciation <laughs> stupid what
1: well, that's alright as well
0: okay and then uh untitled 119 by Ben and finally we had a song you picked Jose
1: yeah this song is called this is Japanese um it's called Tsunaki um The reason it struck me is because uh, one of my Japanese friend he was collecting tracks from the 60s as well, and among those tracks, this one was really outstanding. It was like obscure freak beat, and then I started to investigate more in the track, and it happens that it was made for a commercial of sausages in Japan in the 60s or something. I think 1968, and I I found it a bit strange that the song is really obscure for me and to be used in a commercial but somehow well
0: snacky maybe is was a snack
1: yeah probably that's where it <laughs> came from and, and and then there was this sausage the, the song is by a guy called Hajime Kaido and yeah a pretty freak beat from Japan from 1968 wow when did you get started with music well when I was probably about well I started playing the Spanish guitar that my uncle had actually I was a bit lucky because when my, my parents dropped me by my grandmas my uncle had his record collection over there and I was like 11 years old and then I start to I got bored so I dig out the vinyls and then among those vinyls were Ted Kennedy's and, and things like that so I just suddenly like wow this is this sounds different this is not what they play on the radio <laughs> <laughs> And that's how I come across punk music without even knowing what punk was, and then I just grabbed the guitar, Spanish guitar, and then when you go to high school and meet people like you did with the Boom, I put band together, and then we the 90s came in and we played some sort of influence by the whole Seattle thing, and so I had a, a rock, rock band called Again. And uh, later on, I started to get into electronics and with my friend, called a guy called Joan, and then we did some of the tracks. You play in the podcast uh, one of our tracks, which was um, our RTM3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that song. That a couple was, of weeks ago. Yeah, there was, was supposed to be blindfolded and stuff. Oh, yeah, you asked uh,
0: if people actually did that. I think I played it from Switzerland. And Steve McKay gave the instructions yeah. on what you should do to experience the tune right. And then when I told you that, yet yeah, you asked me, do you think people? Yeah, really I want did to thank
1: that? you and your brother from here for being kind to play our track. And that track also, when, uh, it was done as a art project. So I wanted no visual distractions to to interrupt the experience. That's why. The suggestion was that you get blindfolded and then you, you know, it's the the only sense that is at work is your ears. And if you use a headphone, you you totally stuck into. It. You can't escape. Like you can't see anything. You're and immersed. Then, yeah. And and then there was the story that I, you know I saw after dead man. Yeah. <laughs> like this nightmare. This guy drone with microphones inside, and then somebody recording his own his death.
0: Right and you got a future project
1: yeah I'm, I'm I play with with a Japanese girl called Kyoko and we're trying to put some some stuff together um, I don't know we, we'll take it as it goes but hopefully something good come out will come out and then we'll we'll be back playing in in London or maybe somewhere else we did have a band before called Tipex which is the nickname I use and then we play a few London shows and it was more sort of like punk rock not totally punk rock but like indie sort of rock style and then we just disbanded so we have to get it back together okay
0: as you were saying uh, you were going to mix some kind of sounds with other sounds breathing or something
1: yeah well I got a few solo projects like working with sound just as a not just as music but also as kind of art like uh, applying to I've seen many artists that work with sound and quite inspirational there was this exhibition in near where you play actually in in the Royal Albert Hall behind uh, sorry Royal Festival Hall behind this this, uh, Hardwick Gallery and they they did this exhibition only with sound pieces and from I don't know if you know a band called Pan Sonic no they're from, I think they're from Helsinki, and this is a is a duo, and they do they work with noise a lot. They used to be called Panasonic, but because when when the company found out, they they no go yeah they they asked them to withdraw cease and then
0: cease desist.
1: <laughs> you know what they did after that happened? They they call themselves Panasonic, and the album they released was called A, so they dropped the A. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Clever we'll way around the corporate. Yeah, you were asking yeah. uh, me earlier about how we should fight back. Fight the corporate, yeah, and not always with guns.
1: No, you can <laughs> use sometimes w- with ideas. Yeah, ideas work best, definitely. <laughs> it's big ideas behind the revolutions that make them happen. It's okay, okay,
0: yeah, and artists and artistic means to subvert. uh Certain controls.
1: Yeah, to subvert the system to attack it from from the inside. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh Viva Pansonic. <laughs> uh.
1: terrorist of sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, let's hear some more music.
3: <laughs> mm. Mm.
5: No. Get my son.
0: We started that off with Gary Floyd, a song called Dallas. Gary Floyd, one of my favorite singers to come out of the punk scene, and just a uh, beautiful musician in person. Uh, Dream About Love after that with PNDC, and then Oh, You Want Bass by Wastrel. and that'll do it for the uh, second hour of the June 19th, 2007 Watt from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. June nineteenth, two thousand and seven. It's third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And Jose, if you met Iggy. What would you say?
1: Yeah, I was I was just saying that if I if I ever get to meet Iggy Pop, what I would tell him is that I was thinking one day that some aliens came to to the Earth, and then I just came across to them, and and then they say, okay, we, we have to. You have to send one person to represent the planet Earth into our planet. So we're gonna take one back. And I thought, who would I choose to represent the human beings race? And I thought it has to be Iggy Pop.
0: It <laughs> has you to be tell Iggy.
1: that, huh?
0: Egg, you're the man.
1: You are the man that has to represent human beings if ever we have to send somebody into another planet. <laughs> Yeah. At sixty, the age, and still stage diving like like a teenager, and going two hundred percent for it in the show.
0: Yeah, I just love the way he plays the gig, like it might be the last one. Fucking hell, he you know, that. it's just kamikaze
1: cause. <laughs> and cool. and life is the most amazing life I've ever seen, dude. Because. Yeah,
0: Scotty. You know, if you ask the drummer, yeah, Scotty Scott Ashton.
1: You said that he didn't, he didn't even have a drum kit, right? He yeah, like but he
0: always gives Jay Maske credit, and, and you, you so guys
1: all go together. And for people like my age, oh yeah, you saw.
0: Yeah, so talk that, to people about that because a lot of people. There were some Europe gigs, but in the U.S., only the Altamaris parties at UCLA. Uh, I I sent you a song of Thurston
1: uh, yeah Thurston. maybe we can play that yeah yeah you should play Real that Real Cool you know. Time Real Cool Time sung by Thurston Moore <laughs> right brilliant
0: but you saw a gig at the town and country
1: yeah that was like or ago. the Meme Fiddler it was the Meme Fiddler which yeah. is a small venue near exactly. the story and this the show was called Ashton Ashton what Maskis
0: Maskis what it's yeah, alphabetical
1: Maskis okay alright and you know we, we went there and you you, you were singing studio yeah I not know Iggy you know Iggy Pop I mean we were, actually I was hoping like would the Iggy Pop show up suddenly like surprise in the encore or something but in well,
0: those days we had no idea that he wanted to do it
1: yeah but that show I mean Maskies you know is, is probably one of the most amazing guitar players and I heard a guy a guy in the toilet saying what the fuck was that it was just like Stooges with maskies and then I, I say well hold on man did you see the ticket You know, did it say, Did the ticket say the Stooges it didn't the ticket say Ashton Aston maskies what and that's exactly what you got so <laughs> where's what the complaint what was
0: doing in the toilet
1: well I mean he was just having a, a leak and Oh, standing after, in it? <laughs> yeah, we were just having a league, and you know, I was right next to him, and then he went all, all pissed off <laughs> because he went there to see the studios or something like that, and then he, he mask is soloing. You know, it's quite prominent, so of course the, his volume is amazing on stage, as you, you know. Especially that game. <laughs>
0: oh man, he was wailing on it, and Ronnie and Scotty. But yeah, getting to play with them was amazing for me. I know for Jay too. It was incredible. So, uh, I mean, much respect to Ig, but the Ashton brothers, well, and I, think I love Steve McKay too.
1: Beautiful man. I, I like playing with those cats a lot. People of my generation, we want to thank you for getting the ball rolling and getting the Stooges back, because I, I never thought I would have a chance to see the Stooges. I wasn't even born when the Stooges were doing the, the first shows, so for our generation to, to have the chance to see the Stooges and also in the best form because bloody hell, man, it's, the shows are punchy. <laughs> <laughs> They're punchy. So it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity and so, thanks a lot, Mike, for oh. bring them back. Very welcome. <laughs> yeah, let's just hear uh, more tunage.
6: nostrils, and eyes, not an eyelash, but, but a prick will make no eye at all, is there any, any, no, there's none, there's none, oh no, there's none, no, nothing, is there any, rank, dimpled, drooping, warm breast, so tender to touch, there is one, yes, I have one, spare, somewhere, elsewhere, where, early now, ah, my dear, ah, ooh, smudge, crust, smell, tasty lust,
0: that was, uh, that last one there was Nostrils and Eyes by position normal. Uh, don't Call It Looting. He spelled it wrong. It's supposed to be Don't Call It Looting <laughs> by Dorothy Hates Advertising. You should write that. Don't Call It Looting, you know, like when you loot. Don't Call It.
1: Don't call
0: It. And then uh, we had Mullion. By Schooner before that, we started off with real cool time. Uh, Ashton, Ashton, Mascus, and Watt playing at UCLA in
1: 2002. Uh, with Thurston on vocals.
0: Yeah. As a guest. Thurston singing, yeah, as a guest. Um, when's the first time you saw Sonic Youth? Uh,
1: about more than 10 years ago I think it was 1995 or 96 yeah, how'd you find
0: out about them were they on that tape
1: yeah okay. yeah so you was not that tape but you yeah. didn't
0: think they were fake and made up. no no they,
1: all that tape sounded really cool it was just never mind Something so the post.
0: oh the song itself sorry and the posters you the, the whole posters.
1: thing because the, the you know how the the big corporates oh yeah, yeah. they marketing like very aggressively and and so it was like on TV and the whole city covering posters. So I was like, well, fuck this shit, you know. I was <laughs> I was in, I was 16 and I was hanging in squats, and I was seeing all the time punk bands that they were into animal liberation. They were like, you know, vegans and and anarchism. So that was the music I was and I was into it from Spain, and and then this tape I have from abroad, which had Mad Honey, Pussy Galore, and Hole Surfer so a 16 year old you know you suddenly see this Nirvana band that can their records are in, in all the main commercial stores and so you're like fuck them you know I'm not going to see them <laughs> just to find out some year later that they, they were actually coming from the same roots as all those bands I would listen to it so I think I was cursed you know no no you just didn't know you couldn't know yeah ignorant as and as I as think
0: it. it's kind of maybe healthy to be a little suspicious about things that are marketed well, that was pretty way. obvious that,
1: that something was wrong, you know, like, you see all the sudden... they were, they trying, like, forcing you to, to, to listen, you know, like... like
0: well, that, like, the uh, music industry had come up with the concept of alternative and...
1: To make money, it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and probably they thought this band this
1: is something to do a... part of that, right? Yeah. So, well, I'm sorry, but, well, I missed <laughs> them, and maybe someday... <laughs> in heaven <laughs> now what, what is my know, now? you
0: couldn't have known you
1: know but Sonic Youth yeah the, the first time I saw them was in a festival called Esparrago Rock in Granada in, in South Spain you know the spar- like esparragus sure the, the vegetable and they were a headliner and I had fever like flu and forty, forty 40 degrees of fever I was like tripping on my own and then they came on and they decide not to play any single. So they play all stuff from... from The first record, Confusion is Sex, from Evil, from Sister, from Dating Nation, and half of the people wanted to hear, like, Bullet in the Heather and 100%, and they play none of those tracks. So the other, the other half, like, my half, we yeah. were totally opening our mouths because the first time this is in youth and it was mind blowing but the other half the ones that I wanted to hear the singles they were so pissed off that after half an hour they started to throw bottles plastic oh, bottles no. I guess and then then the son of you were into feedback mode <laughs> I love when they do that <laughs> ok now it's feedback time and then they go like 20-30 minutes of feedback the guitars are on the floor and they're like swinging them and it was going on and on so the promoters turned the lights on because like they 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 wouldn't finish they wouldn't just leave on the stage so th- they turned the lights on the venue and almost unplugged it and then Thurston was like oh okay well and then he lights a cigarette and then the rollies pick the stuff and then he's on stage chatting to someone it was so anti anti rock star, you know so natural so the first time was pretty impressive really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember the first time I saw him, I was tripped out. You know, I thought we were doing some things kind of forward, ahead. And then I saw these guys playing. <laughs> and I thought, man, me and D Boon are just doing Chuck Berry <laughs> compared to these guys. You know, old rock and roll or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, with the screwdrivers and the guitar, all the, I, mean, I couldn't the believe man. it. I was watching that. And I was like, wow. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, it was intense. He knew all about us, so... He even wrote me at a record label. I think I wrote him back, Keep Toiling. Tustin said he, he sent you, like, to... to he's, I think alliance. he's six months younger or something. He's my age. Yeah. Maybe a year younger. But he's around my age. And he has incredible knowledge of music, about a thousand times my more age. than me, so... But uh, I was pretty... And the first thing I talked to him about was Richard Hell. He knew, he knew had saw the Voinoids.
1: A hundred times he had seen it. <laughs> he said you were, <laughs> eating, you were eating squid, right? And yeah, I like squid. Yeah, and, and then you said to him, you've seen Richard Hell a hundred times? Yeah,
0: because it blew my... And he never play, he didn't play there in those days. I didn't know. Man, all I knew was the records. He tripped... But there's pictures. I could see what he looked like. First time I met him was in '83, February. We were playing with Black Flag in Osnabrück, Germany, and Richard Hell played. And I remember he came up to me. He goes, "Hi, Mister Middleman. Man." <laughs> I couldn't say a word. I was, I just dug the hell out of him. I was telling you earlier, he was my first punk rock hero. Punk rock really wasn't a sound for me. Like when you say a punk band, it's to me like it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard fly. for me because. The punk scene I came from, it could be anything. You didn't know what... <laughs> you'd go to the gig and you just have to watch to see what this band was going to be like. It wasn't really that predictable.
1: Exciting.
0: Yeah, it was pretty... Especially from Square John's shit I was coming from, man. I didn't know what the, any of it was
1: up. Uh, how did you get involved with, uh, with Chicona Youth doing during, during that cover? Oh, Chicona Youth, yeah... Chikone Bo- Youth was y- really y-
0: important because DeBoom was killed in a car mm-hmm. wreck, right? A van wreck. And I actually... I really didn't think people wanted to hear me play without him. So I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I drove... Uh, I drove... Like I had to do some internship at Yale. In Connecticut. So I drove all the way out to Cali from Cali to Connecticut and I, on the way back I stopped in New York City and they were re- uh, Sonic Youth was recording Evil and they had me uh, record in the studio uh, I think the song is called In the Kingdom something something, mm, yeah, something like and and then uh, so, something that came on a B-side a, a single called Bubblegum a Kim Fowley song And I got to play Kim's bass. I didn't really get to play with uh, Thurston and Lee. I got to play with Steve. But they just had me jamming. You know, first to the record for Bubblegum. And then just jamming along with Steve for what was to become In the Kingdom. And then they assembled it and they played on it. They had an interesting way. Even the studio was trip. It was like... No, the mixing board was in the same room you recorded in, not separate. So that was a that was a trip for me. Yeah. Uh, but then I was really excited by the experience. Like, wow, they want to play with me. So maybe people want me to play. Of course. So I asked, yeah, but I'm telling you, it was a bad time for me. I
1: can ask you thing. Uh can awful for you. when when. This song that you but, make, but uh, yeah burn uh, it up. Um, I mean, how, yeah. How, well, how,
0: well, this, how this is, is what happened, happened. <laughs> because they were so uh, showing me the niceness. I, I said, "Ma'am, why don't we make a, a record together? Why don't we make a song?" Because one thing that struck me was when I saw them that the uh, liked Madonna, uh, Carol liked Madonna. That's how I knew about her. I would never heard of her, and so I thought that was trippy. So uh, maybe that's something like we could have a uh, common ground. So. I'll do a Madonna song, and and you guys do a Madonna song, and that be beca- Thurston named it. He called it "Chicano Youth." The Whitey album was something way different; it had nothing yeah. to do with that. But this single, in fact, you show me you got the England one, the twelve-inch. Yeah, 12th inch Yeah, that came out on Blast First, I think. Paul Smith's label, and uh, after that, I really got my nerve up more. And then Ed from Ohio came my house he found my number in the phone book I didn't know you had to pay to be enlisted so uh, I'm on over and okay I'll do him. so uh, I owe him a lot Thurston and all all, all four of them Did you Steve ever, Kim and Lee
1: Madonna ever say Kim say something or oh, oh, this Madonna must be aware of that record I mean she must she must have heard it
0: I don't know. I made a band after Firehose because I wanted to keep practicing. I never meant to do any gigs, you know. It was called the Madonna Bees. And somebody told me she came and saw... (laughs) I would play in a mouse suit. It was ridiculous. I mean, I I never wanted to do gigs. And then I started to help Perry, and Perry had dancers. Well, I don't know how I met any people in this band, really. Perry Fargo. No, in Madonna Bees two of them ended up being my missing men. yeah, Pete Mazich and Jerry Trepitich beautiful man longshoreman who play really good organ and drums but I didn't know him at the time you know I think Pete was in a wedding band and Jared played with him you know Italian and slab weddings yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Glenda was a singer and then there, uh, somehow there was uh, two girls like from high school dancing But they danced in the hall. I never saw them. I was in the practice pad. But then I thought after a while, man, well, Perry's got dancers. Maybe we should do a gig. So we started doing gigs. And uh, I know the dancers really dug Madonna. That's why they did it. And uh, I think Pete, I don't know if Jerry liked Madonna so much. I think he just wanted (laughs) to play with us. (laughs) That was a trippy band. Yeah, the record, "Kova" is brilliant. I mean, like, Madonna... No, Madonna B's never ha- made a record. Never recorded. I think he did something in the studio, but it never got released. Oh, but the Chikoni Youth, yeah, Kim made that.
1: Kim made the the from Cova. Yeah. That.
0: Yeah.
1: It's pretty good. I, I like yeah. it Yeah. Well,
0: she's, you know, she's an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's some more music.
7: Ya es tarde para volver, volver atrás. Despierta, despierta, despierta y ponte a gritar. Empieza a gritar, despierta, despierta, despierta y ponte a gritar. despiértate ya, ya es tarde. Yeah, no, no, no,
0: Okay, that was, uh, we started that little block off with Seven Travels by Belgrade Noise Society. Some great jams there. I think they just uh, improvised on it. And then we had uh, Carla Vazelich with her band Evangelista. She's on tour right now in Europe. And a song called How to Survive Being Hit by Lightning. That's an interesting way of spelling it. <laughs> and then we did two songs you picked.
1: Yes. Uh, the first one is called Rock Ansura, which comes from my first band I had called Basura, which means Rubbish or Trash. It's a song that. Um, me and my friend, we didn't have any instruments, so, but we, we decided to start a band, even we, we didn't have any. And we were in this big place where they play kind of, how do you call it, Um to hit the ball in a, in, a, in the Basque Country. Yeah, in the Basque Country, and then it had a big resonance, so we were like 16 like years Like
0: racquetball, pedal and ball. Okay.
1: We were hitting all these barrels and, and screaming, and then when I go back home and I listen to the tape, I grabbed the Spanish guitar I had and I play this rock and roll riff and that's how the first song we we of my first band came out and the second track is called Ya Started" from a Spanish band called Sex Museum which also play Gareth Starr and it's the only track they got in Spanish but nice one They're from the 60s too? No, they're, they're current, they're ah. from the early 80s uh, I was recording in 87,
0: are they still playing around?
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, great. Quite amazing life, actually. What town? Uh, they're from Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. Wow. Pretty good band. Very strong life.
0: I know when it was uh, music scene was first getting started in Spain, because a long time you couldn't tour there, you know. And like the first town was Madrid. That was the big music town. But it's changed. It's not like that anymore. No, there's music scenes all yeah, over Spain now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Madrid Barcelona will be probably the first time you would play. In
0: fact, the guy who puts on my gigs, Unai, a bass man, he lived in Madrid for a while because that's where the music thing was happening. But now, so it's all over, no problem. But uh, you know, Spain had to catch up, like you were saying. You know, it could have been the '30s. So, it, it, if you ask me, it, amazing, amazing, just short period of time.
1: Yeah, they caught they caught up quite quick, and many many good bands came up. Yeah, there.
0: I mean, we played a lot of garage in some 60s, mm. but there's a lot of current stuff, a lot of bands. Yeah, I'll send you I've some. I've played some with some. Yeah, you please. I've played with them when I've toured in the country. I know in La Roca, uh, right outside Barcelona, they've got a little scene there they call Karate Pump. And these cats got their own bands. It's a great thing. Um, Daniello there, and Uri, and uh, some cats making it happen they had to get a new pad they had to fight the government a little bit but made a deal accommodated everybody because people gotta have music you know and it isn't always the stuff that comes down the food chain from upstairs sometimes well I'm thinking almost lots it's gotta come from folks from pueblos from pueblos in yeah. the core zones of pueblos big time so uh, it's only natural I think grassroots scenes grow up spring up and then let the fruit flag fly and I can't put, oh, wait to play Valencia yeah, we we'll look forward to do yeah. a, a show there huh? well the students in Valencia is going to be yeah. amazing no but we do a Wat from Pedro show uh, yeah yeah we'll, and then, we'll do uh, it with the ciao, special chow
1: yeah we'll, we'll try to cook for Mike what uh, one paella which is the typical dish from Valencia
0: yeah I can't wait Bali, Bali, <laughs> no
1: idea. You, you hear that a lot over there.
0: Yeah. Uh, that means okay. We're <laughs> getting. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and it's the end of this uh, June nineteenth, two thousand and seven. A uh, lot from people. Bye, food.
5: The- <laughs> okay, is it recording?
0: Yeah, we're almost at the end, near The end. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Arigato.
0: Okay. Uh, keep your powder dry.